everybody to That's Just Ridiculous, featuring me, Paul Fryer, and me, Guy Kenaway. And we're here at um, my place in Wiltshire. I live in a cottage next to a, an 11th century manor house. So we're here just to, to do our thing, which is our conversation about the things we find interesting and or ridiculous. Um, so what would you like to talk about, Guy? Anything um, on the agenda? Now, what have you got to talk about? Well, an issue was raised by our last meeting that you were a little bit miffed oh, yeah. about. Uh, this, was, this was the reader's letter that you suddenly uh, produced, despite the fact that it was the first episode, and obviously no one knew about our existence and could not possibly have sent in a, re a, a, listener's, a listener's letter. What, that's not true, is it, though? Because I could have asked my friends to say, well, if you had any questions, could you send them in? But it was completely fake and phony. It was. It was quite. It wasn't a bad question because it was about what you frightened of, which mm. is always a good subject. But um, it was fake and fraudulent, and I had to pretend to go along with it. Which is really <laughs> no, quite guy, funny. you went along with it. <laughs> it was really you hurting. You didn't pretend to go along with it. You actually did. I did go along with it. Yeah. yeah. I go along with quite a lot of things in my life that I know are not necessarily the right thing to do. Is this why this is important, that there's authenticity in this, then, because there's so little of it in your life elsewhere, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, definitely. And also, we can't... Uh, I don't want to, to fool our listeners. I think it's good that we're straight with them. We've not got much else going for us. Let's be, uh, let's be straight with them. All right, then. Well, so... If we get another letter that's real, then we'll, we'll, we'll genuinely answer it. But yeah, yeah, do. What's our email address? It's soniclandfill, S-O-N-I-C-L-A-N-D-F-I-L-L, -L, at gmail.com. Right, OK, well, that's very clear. <laughs> it's a bit long-winded, isn't it? We might have to change that later, uh, but for the moment, it'll do. I hope everyone seems to be... Can we have a glass of wine? Yeah, I don't know. I'll go and get the bottle. Thanks. I'm, I'm wired for sound. Hang on. Um, wired for sound. <laughs> you can't, when you see a microphone, you can. What about Cliff stop. Richard? What do you think of him? Cliff. Right. Do you like him? Do you like his music, Guy? No, I don't like his music. Don't you even like Devil Woman? <laughs> we can't have you singing Devil Woman. I'm not yeah. going to sing it, don't worry. I don't have to. Everyone knows what Devil Woman sounds like. You've gone all gay. Can I have a glass what of wine? A, what about um, Miss You Nights? Do you like that one? No, but the thing is, he's, he's utterly like fraudulent. This misunites are the longest. He kind of does that, it's, doesn't he? It's, it is amazing how he's managed to endure, because he's just a total, complete carapace. He's just, there's no substance to him whatsoever. You, don't think you so. have no idea what Cliff really thinks. What, or what it's like under that skin. Well, none whatsoever, or if there is anything yeah, there. Yeah. Cliff, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, old school showbiz, which is, I, no, it hasn't come back. You hate showbiz, don't you? What's it called? The Royal Variety Command Performance. Right. Don't you the, love the poor that? queen has to sit through every year. That's, that grim, like, oh. what's his name? The, somebody with a revolving bow tie and... Chuckle Brothers or something. Yeah, like, and, yeah. and the, the crankies. Yeah, and they have a, and they have a very uneven uh, feel to the bill, because then suddenly you have, like, a kind of... A rock band in there doing one song. Yeah, Motorhead come on, do yeah, exactly. of spades. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not that extreme, but it, you know, it's such an uneven. I've never. Shall we go? Thank Have you met my friend Mike? No. Oh, you must meet Mike. He's a, he's a really nice guy. He's utterly fearless, and he's really cool in the crisis. He's he's my friend who invited me. So he bought a yacht on eBay, and now I've told you this. Invited me sailing. We went out of the harbour in Weymouth, <laughs> and then, then he said to me, "What do we do next?" And I said, "I don't know, Paul. Oh, Mike, because I've never sailed in my entire life." 
And he said, I thought you told me that you, you knew how to sail. I said, I would not do that, Mike. I would not do that. <laughs> when I don't. Yeah. And I definitely do not know what, I don't know what we're doing. Did you say how hard can it be at any point? Well, then he said, don't worry, we'll, we'll, op we'll open that bottle of wine, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And the radio crackles and it goes, you are entering a bomb zone. <laughs> a Royal Navy bomb zone. What? That's at Weymouth. There must be some kind of... Oh, yeah, it's a firing range. I don't know what he said. You are... Please turn... One of two, it's starboard. Yeah. <laughs> 45 I degrees starboard. Tell them that we don't know how to, tell them, to stop bomb, <laughs> tell them to stop bombing because we, we can't actually control. And he had no work and he was, he was a lovely guy. He made a couple of slightly dodgy Pierce Brosnan movies that didn't do anything in the sort of late 90s. And that one about the atom bomb. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's sort of movies that you quite like, actually, because they, they, they've got some odd, quirky script and great artificiality about them. What are you trying to say? <laughs> that you've got very odd taste. Not bad oh, taste. No, yeah. like idiosyncratic taste. Anyway, then, out of money and luck, he takes a gig that no one else wants. Uh, uh, which turns out to be The Handmaid's Tale to do two episodes of oh, The Handmaid's yeah. Tale. And he says, I've got to go to Ontario, no one else wants to do this. It's like some, some he didn't say some chick movie, but he said, you know, some, some, some <laughs> chick flick. <laughs> <laughs> the Handmaid's Tale, a chick flick. <laughs> anyway, I let, he then disappears to Canada for a year. And when I spoke to him, he said, Guy, it's going great. Fucking hell, it's massive. It's really absolutely massive. And he said, look, they, they, they really love me and they, pr they promoted me now to... I choose the directors and I'm now one of the producers on it as well. So it's absolutely it's going so well. I said, Mike, it is a bit odd Mega. that you are like a white, middle-aged man who somehow got control of this sort of landmark feminist uh, uh, artwork. Guy, I can't... What's that noise? Crows, Paul. Right. I'm going to get the gun. <laughs> Stay here. I'm going to see him off. I'm not going to kill anyone. I'm just going to fire a warning shot because I can't have them interfering with this. They're not interfering. Do you not agree? No, no, this no. This is not outrageous. No, 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 no. How am I going to edit with that in the background? I'm sorry. <laughs> just stay there. Right. I'll show his boss. Paul's now got the gun, and he's got a telescopic sight on it, and he's now, oh, he's now doing a standing shot. He didn't appear to aim. No, I didn't want You made to. it worse. They've gone away, they've gone away. They have not gone away, listen to them. They've gone down there. No, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you, no, you've got to close the gun in order for it to work. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's a minor. Technical issues. <laughs> That's seen him off. There we go. Yeah, yeah, fuck all. We'll leave the gun on the table. Look, I didn't kill them, I just... No, no, you, well, there wasn't even a pellet in. No, I just wanted to... It, the, the crack sends them away, you know, because... Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they're not stupid. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what's coming they're, next. They're not stupid, yeah. If they hang around. So, sorry about the interruption there. Well, so, you did The Handmaid's Tale. I think it's brilliant, that, actually. Yeah, and he's become... Have you watched it? Uh, yeah, I have. I've, I've not watched all of them, but I've watched quite a few of them. It's harrowing. And he's, he's like, it's really taken off for him. 
It's fantastic, and I feel nothing but total joy. Total joy. I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> yeah, you would have thought naturally I would feel angry about it or bitter. Jealous. Actually, with, with, yeah, exactly, jealous. But with Mike, he's such a lovely man. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the truck stuck in the mud and it pissing with rain, you're trying to get a shot. Mike is exactly the man you want in that situation because he's so equable. Whatever the situation is, you know, he can handle it and he'll see you all through. You feel, I feel very safe with him. He's lovely company, actually. Well, seeing as you're in such a good mood about other people's good fortune, this might be a really good moment for, for me to tell you about mine. Please. Um, I've, got, um, I've got a show coming up with White Cube. Have you? Yeah. Really? Are you happy for me? I'm very happy for you. No. I don't believe it. No, it's not true. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see how you would react. <laughs> if you would be like... Well, you're a complete bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. It's never going to happen. Oh, no, 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 bewilderment. No, I haven't, got, I haven't got a show with them now. You've got a show in Germany, though. I have, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a, such a bad thing, because with White no. Cube... Can I have another glass of wine, please? Yes, you may. Yeah. Have you ever thrown a party that's gone... Really, it's just been an absolute damn squib. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it just hurts. Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, no, you go first. No, oh, I've, I've never yeah. done that. <laughs> Sorry to say, yeah. guys. It's over to you. Oh, God. You don't have to talk about it, guy, if it's too much. What happened? How did that even happen? Well, what happened was, was that I really wanted it to go well. I remember it was when I first went out with Porsche, and I wanted it to be nice, and... And obviously I wanted to have a good time, but we didn't have very many friends. We'd not been together for very long. Uh -huh. And I decided, she wasn't going to do any, we weren't going to do any of the cooking, so we got a kind of someone in to do the food. But it was before the days when people came in and just knew how to do party food and all that. And we got a very straight <laughs> company who came in and they had these sort of waiters with bow ties and everything. It's just awful, and it was just stiff and stilted, and it looked utterly pretentious. <laughs> the, once the booth started going, it got okay. I remember coming out of the door and seeing Amory Blow opening the front door of the flat and welcoming in some people, total strangers Randomos, to me. Yeah. Going, come in, come in, come for in. For God's sake. And then going, oh, thank you so much for inviting us to Amory Blow. And going, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> the drink's over there. And kissing them, and he'd sort of taken over control oh. as the host. But I remember thinking when it was over, thank God that's over. That was just so unnatural. And it was like I was trying to be something that I wasn't and posing as something. You know what I mean? Like oh. I was trying to put on a show of some kind. And it was so, it was artificial and painful. Oh. And I learned my lesson and I stopped taking control of parties. Portia took over the control of parties. She was really good at it because she doesn't have that thing about it matters who one person... It matters, you know, the, the mix of the people matters. She says, you just invite everyone and see what happens and you just totally, let, you to totally it, yeah. let it go. Let it go. Because magical things may or may not happen, but it's just mm -hmm. let it go. Whereas my mother, she would um, strategize for weeks about the plasma. And she, she, she loves to divide her, you know, when, whenever she makes a party list, she's like, Make a one list the people invited, and another list the people who she's not inviting, who she would like spend much more care over. Oh, she would want <laughs> trying to make them for a bit, trying to make sure that they knew that they were not. I said you should make a card going, um, Susie, uh, Susie Kenaway at home. You are not invited to a, to a, <laughs> to a party, Susie Kenaway at home. But worse is inviting them to have a look. It's like the James. It's like Jim Bowen in um, in that. 
what's it called, Bullseye, where at the end they don't win, and he goes, well, have a look at what you could have won. <laughs> and the, and the, the screen goes back to show them the, uh, the speedboat or whatever it is. So she's kind of showing them the speedboat, isn't she, but then saying, I'm sorry, but you didn't yes. kind of make the grade. James Moores, he knows how to do plasma. I saw him once doing a plasma for a very complicated large Christmas lunch, maybe about 25 or 30 people, mm. mixed group, family, people sort of from one end of the family to the other and some friends and all that. And it was, you know, grannies, in-laws, all that sort of stuff. A bit of a complex political situation, maybe some exes, that sort of thing. Mm. And he put, or he made the little cards and put everyone's name on them. And then he put the cards into a hat and showed everyone the hat, and then walked round the table and just and just put it round. So I everybody that. knew that it was completely random. That's kind of great. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but then what that happens then is people pick up the cards and move them around. That's right. Have you seen people doing that? I have seen that. In fact, I went to a party the other day. And do you hold with that? Well, early on, it, in, I arrived. For, it was like a. <clears> it was a do. It was a do with round tables in a marquee. Mm. And uh, as I arrived for my drink, I just thought, I'm just going to see what's going on. I'm on table, Ooh. I'm on table L. So you were interested, no, were you? Well... <laughs> yes. You were interested about the plasma. Yeah, Paul, I agree, that's a character failing. I'd like well, it's to, a bit I, odd. I, 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 I would like to, I'm I'd, not, I'm not I would like to accept that. But anyway, I did. I went to look at table L, and I just thought, I'd just see who I'm, uh, who I'm with, I, it, who, who, who's on the table with me and who I'm sitting next to. Because I kind of want to look forward to it, I guess. Anyway, I arrived, and there, there was so-and-so on my left and so-and-so on my right. And so after, like, necking three bottles of champagne, whatever, and had one drink, <laughs> I then staggered, weaved, I then weaved towards my seat, <laughs> pulled, out, pulled out the chair, looked at the, plas- at the name, and my name had moved. I was no longer... <laughs> I thought, what the fuck? So I looked around my, uh, so, so I looked around my table, and I was, I'd, been, I'd been moved around. You'd been relegated, hadn't well, you? Well, I don't know whether someone had picked me to move next to them. I thought, I'm not sitting next to Guy. I'm going to... I don't know whether I'd been promoted or relegated. Mm. So, obviously, naturally, I said to the person sitting in my seat, did you move my, 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 my card? And it and created a bit of a bad atmosphere, I think, in there. God, that's not like you, is it? No. You don't want to go along. That's what you said. It's all in the hat, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Following through, and then you, people should be allowed to move their cards it, wherever I, they like. I think I was a bit bored, yeah. yeah. I think it's cool just to say, sit where you want, everyone. But you think you, you might create an absolute social black hole? No, no. What happens? No, what happens is people tend to go into cliques, or they have all the people from Gloucestershire at one end and all the Northerners at the other end, and <laughs> you know, and it just becomes like a war zone in the middle, and you know, nobody wants to sit next to uh, Herbert, whoever it is. But someone has to. Well, yeah, this is That's the thing. The, it's it's not going to be you, is it, guy? <laughs> no, that's not true, Paul. I'll sit next to anyone. And I will know, I know this well enough that if whoever you're sitting next to has got something lovely to say, but you have to sometimes dig it out of them a bit. <laughs> you have to, you know, have to, have to just ring, you have to ring the, ring the rag quite tight right. to get the drips out. Yeah. And I just keep going with the line of questioning. Well, even if you're sitting next to an accountant oh, who totally. doesn't like... Totally, I'd say you must have done something dodgy. Don't tell, don't tell me that, you know, whatever it is, I just, I'll find some story in them. I think that that's, that's part of the fun of it. But you know what, accountants like Frank Dunphy, you'd be lucky if you got sat next to him because he was brilliant. It was yeah. great fun. Did you hear him on the radio? No. He's selling all his gear, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's why he was on the radio. He's yeah. knocking it all out. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's, um, he's cutting it loose. He's got the axe out and he's got the rope over the, over the gunnel and he's poised. <laughs> he's made sure all the press are there to watch him commit the act. Why do you think he's doing that then? Well, he said that 
um, time and tide wait for no man for something he said. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But that's so, so he's just doing it for the money, basically. Mm -hmm. He said he hasn't got the space for it all as well. Mm. Yeah, I, it, it was money, I, I think. Did he sell some of your stuff? What? Um, in the auction, was some of your stuff in it? No, no. it's just Damien's stuff, wasn't it? I didn't know. No, 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 I think it was other stuff too. Was it? Mm, I don't know. Well, I don't know if he'd put, I don't think he would, there'd be much point putting mine, he wouldn't have got anything for it, would he? Well, I, I can't comment on that. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> you just don't want to. No, but for, I, I wonder, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's his prerogative. It's a funny thing that about artists feeling funny about people selling their work. Like Jay once did that to me, he put a piece of my work into auction and didn't tell me, and it sold for 500 quid. And I, I actually, I grabbed him um, in a bar and said, why the fuck did you do that? And he went, excuse me, and I said, Jay, you put a piece of my work into auction, nobody knew it was in there, and it tanked. It's caused a lot of problems for me. My auction record wasn't massive, but it, was, it wasn't bad either, and now there's a big hole in it because of you. And he went, well, I think that's outrageous, and stormed off. And then, about, and then about ten minutes later, he came over and said, "Actually, you're right. I'm sorry. I should have told you." Well, obviously, I have no sympathy with either of you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's disgusting. So you're supposed the way to sympathise with no, me. No, the way you manipulate the market. I'm not manipulating what, anything. I'm just yeah, saying. It's, well, why not just say, "I want to just see what my work's I worth." I would have bought it's it much, off him rather much, than him put it into yeah, yeah. five hundred fucking quid. But why not? Why don't you want to say what's my? Wo the thing about a writer is they put their book out there, and you, and you just go onto Amazon and you find out how many people are buying it, and you find the truth. Well, I don't do prints, on. guy. If I did, then I might agree with you. But I don't do prints. But still, I have you know, to live if, on they, if they want it, they'll buy it. And if, if they don't, I, there's I have something to live wrong on with that. it. If I sell one thing, I might have to live on the proceeds for a year or more. No, it's ridiculous. Well, that's the way it is for me. You know, I'm not. I, I, you know, I'm not. I don't make loads of money out of my work. You should understand that. Yeah, but it's just, I just don't like you all the way you all kind of try and manipulate the market. I'm not manipulating anything. I just yes, didn't you like. Are. You're like buying your stuff yourself. No, it's well, what's like, wrong with it's that? Like me going onto Amazon and buying, you know, 500 copies of my own book in order to get it up. No, it's not. It's that's weird. not. That's not the thing. It's like it's like because like, there's like, only one thing. It's only one thing. Yeah, and then and if someone likes it, and then I made it with my own hands, and 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 Jay had it, and all he had to do was give me a ring and say, I'm thinking selling this do you want it because you can buy it off me if you want and I would have said yes actually because I don't really want it to go yeah but I mean fundamentally auction. you feel that the auctions are just not reflections it's just not a fair no, market it's, it's, it's like it's all rigged and weird do you know what it actually and, and doesn't it's just like, in the final analysis I, it doesn't I mean matter. obviously I don't, don't don't like you to 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 be hurt by it but I would really like to know what these things are really worth. Well, I already know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if you're selling like, loads of stuff a year, it doesn't really matter. Well, like with a house, you know what the market is. It, no one can rig the market with a house. You put it up for sale. Well, you know and what? If you're like buying you... out as an investment, you deserve everything you've got coming to you, well, I think. Well, I guess that's maybe where we're going with this. Because I don't, I don't hold with that. And that's the whole problem, mm. is that artists have to make a living out of selling their art, and other people are speculating on it and fucking around with it. Mm. I mean, look what, look what Sartre did to all those artists when he flogged all that work. He totally ruined ruined a lot of them. They had to start from nothing again. But they were already ruined in a way. By the fact that they... Well, they, you know, it was totally artificial. They, they should be blessed themselves that they, that they, that they, they got a few quid out of him at the beginning. In the first place. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For me, it just seems I like so. all, they were sh all they were showing was a bit of reality, yeah, but which is like cool. no-one's interested in their work. That's No fine. one, that's except fine. there's one maniac that's, who's, who's that, trying to be playing some guy, stupid game. That is fine if, if you're... If you're, you know, if you're Tracy, I mean, it's fine if you're Gary Hume. But if you're Stella Vine, you know, you've not got a massively indestructible machine behind you, then those kind of things can be fatal to your practice, and that's not fair. 
Of course it's fair. No, it's not. It's just the market. Protect the artist. Oh, for fuck's sake. Protect the artist. Don't protect the artist. Why not? Because you get really crap art. That's not true. You need to discourage, totally discourage. The best art comes from when they're absolutely repressed. When they're told... So punish the artist, that's what you say. If you want to get good art. Well, that goes for you as well. Definitely. That goes for you Definitely. No books are subsidised. No books are subsidised. Well, they are actually by the fact that you get a book deal. That's not well, subsidised. That's a deal. Well, neither is selling your art. Yeah, yeah, no. Let me just explain. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, no, hold on a moment. Let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. Is that, you know, with a book, you can't hype it. Excuse well, me. Of course it can't be. So hyped. how does Robbie Williams sell his book? You're saying you can't he, hide the book? He's not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not a writer, is he? He's written books, so does that mean he's not a writer? Well, I mean, people want to read him. But now you're, a, now you're a snob as well as a racist, <laughs> I can't believe it. Guilty as charged. <laughs> no, I just think that well, well, you, you cannot possibly argue that the book uh, market is rigged. It's not rigged, it's a really open market. It's, and, no, it's not. Know, the, the, the books that people... That is, is not true, not, and you, you know cannot it. get a book to number one. You, you, know, you cannot get a book to number one. It's interesting, actually. The, the only time I've ever heard of someone going round to try and fix the book charts, guess who it was? Charlie fucking Saatchi. Oh. He'd written a book about him connecting art and being marvellous, and he thought, well, what I, I've worked out that actually you only need to buy in these certain bookshops in order to get into... Right. It, was, it was pre-Amazon. So this is what in, they used to do with records, get, you know. They used to send uh, the band Absolutely yeah. true. True, absolutely true. Yeah. I remember I had a mate who was a plugger, and he thought I can short circuit this and I can stiff the market. But luckily, he was he was he was exposed. Uh, but more importantly, what really exposed him was his book was sh- not very shit. interesting, and not many people wanted to buy it because you, you can't you can't. Yeah, but hang on a minute. Playing and shit if your books, books get in the charts, and you know that. Well, what I about? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh I come know. on, I guy. Know. I mean, cookbooks are a massively. Uh, obvious example of that. People like a cookbook. Though. Yes, they do. But uh, a cookbook, uh, I mean, qualitatively, one could be better than the other. But the best one isn't going to sell. It's the one that gets hyped. So, well, uh, I don't know about that. Has what about in a cookbook where, in which none of the recipes work? I wonder if you could That's just a good on, idea. Ba- on the basis that no one ever co- ever cookbook. uses. Ever, no, no, it's a marvelous cookbook. But actually, if you actually bothered to do it, they all just fucking people. Oh, wonder if anyone would notice. <laughs> exactly, whether anyone would notice who I was going with it. Yeah, now we're really on. Yeah. We're on thin ice at the moment oh, because oh. there's quite a few people who who would have a go at you for that statement. Really, I mean, chefs would be offended by that. I think. Right. Because you're kind of insinuating that nobody that cookbooks are a complete waste of time. No, there is a large section of the book market which are just there as objects rather than things to be read. And is that not hype? Well, no, it's 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 not hype because it's not. They're not pretending that they are more popular than they are. That's what I mean. Whereas, whereas with artists, what you're doing is by buying your own work, is that you're pretending. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, who's buying listen their, to me? But who's buying their own work? Who's well, buying their own fucking work? You wanted to do it yourself. No, only because it's one little piece that Jay was selling in a you big know fucking full fucking world pool. No, fucking all of you buy your own work. She's out I do not. I've never bought my own work. Yeah, but you tried to. The whole thing started because you're so angry you weren't given the opportunity. Well, I would have liked some of my collectors to be present in the fucking room when it's sold. Old, maybe, because maybe they would have bought it. You How about said that? I would buy it back. Yeah, well, as a last ditch, but it wouldn't have been necessary yeah. if I could have told a few people. Okay. 
and I mean, had that happen, guy. okay, well, well, that's like, oh God, uh, my book's coming out. I've got to make sure that, that that it's only sold in one bookshop, and the only the people who like that. You're, you're trying to compare. You're trying to make it look things. like you're trying it's to compare chalk and cheese, and that's what you're doing, and that's why it's not successful. Well, the principle is that the artist is engaged in a, in a, to me, a fraudulent activity of trying to make it look like there there is more demand for their work than there truly is. That's not artists so, who do that. Well, they go along with it. I haven't had well, how else are they going to get fucking paid? Well, because they're, 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 you know, by putting it out there saying, do you want to buy it? And they go, oh, it's not 100 grand. It's actually, there is a bloke who wants to buy it, and it's for 3,800. That's what you're worth. That's what that piece is worth. Forget the 100 grand. The 96 grand difference is because you're bullshitting people. All right, well, I've had people walk into my gallery. It's like immigration. And spend money on my work. I've, spe I've sold pieces of art for... Hundreds of thousands of pounds, no, right? Chose to you. And they just walked in and they bought it. Nobody hyped it, and there's no record of it because they walked into the gallery. The only thing they've got to go on is the auction record. And if somebody puts a piece of my work into auction without fucking telling anybody and buries it in that way, no one's had a chance to bid on it. No one's had a chance to express themselves in the market. So, so well, poorly well, articulous. So what you think? Well, you know, I, I don't know if you, the, the, the the state of book writing is so parlous of the industries that now when you go to a supermarket, there's a kind of bin. At the end, where you can just pick them up for free. <laughs> Have you seen yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, right. Now, imagine... It's called a library, I think. No, well, it's not. It's like a free... It's like a book exchange yeah, or something. Well, you that's could, all right. What's wrong with that? What do you mean? That's a personal insult! No, 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 no. Someone's getting it for They've free. already been read five times and they've come out... No, this piece of art that I made, it was oh. unique. It was from my first show. And I would quite like to have had it back, given the choice. Rather than someone picking it up for five hundred quid, yeah, but which I'm is outrageously unequal. I'm not trying to make an object. I'm, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, excuse me, you just said there was one though—the original manuscript. Yeah, you know, so you do put store but by that. Very few people sell those. There's, there isn't really a market for them. But I'm surprised there isn't. Well, there is. And I'm very surprised they haven't broken them for pieces, because you think that if you bought, uh, you can't buy. But if you, they do come up for sale because I, I, I see them in the catalogue sometimes. Say you bought the original manuscript for Catcher in the Rye. Mm. Just say you did. Oh. Okay, you couldn't. But if you did, and then you then. And there was 250 pages of I don't know whether he typed sound or he wrote, but whatever they are, they're with his marks on them, and it's his, on his manual, on his portable typewriter. Yeah. And and you then put each of the 250 pages into a little frame, yeah. and sold each one for a few grand, oh, five right. grand, and so you could and you could have one 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 page which the writer had had contact with. I'm very surprised that no one's done that. I'm I'm pleased. I've never. I don't know if I am, please. Rowling could make a few quid, couldn't she? I think she's. Yeah, I don't think she needs to worry about that. She's already done that, hasn't she? At least she gives some of it away, guys. I don't know if she types or if it's or, or, or if she if she writes. I think she writes using a quill on on vellum, <laughs> doesn't she? In a, a towel on her shoulder. In a tower. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck today. Can I have another glass of wine, please? Yes, you may. Yeah. Are we talking too much? No, this is what we're supposed to be doing, isn't it? What's oh, the point of being on it if we don't talk? I'll tell you, let's try the alternative. I, I don't like uh, the, the, this line of old showbiz stories guy, that I've come up with. Guy, it's like guy, I yeah. feel a Just real a old fruit. I want to try. <laughs> well, hello. I, I if the cat fits, Ducky. <laughs> I feel like we're at the Chelsea Arts Club. Listen, listen, right. <laughs> so let's try the alternative of not talking too much. Okay? So what, what are you doing now? You have to tell them. So anyway, where were we? So I was going to ask you a question, actually. Okay. Guy, I've got a really serious question for you. I doubt that. But oh, no, try no I have. Try and it's from uh, one of our it's listeners. <laughs> <laughs> one of your... 
Sarah asking the questions <laughs> from that. This is Jackie. From, Jackie from Sheffield wants to know, have you ever had a job? Well, I've had to, I've worked in advertising. I'm in a real job guy, not working in fucking advertising. We had to pick things up and move them, dig holes. A job which was unpleasant and difficult and where you had to go to work and... You know what I mean by Only once, right. for about two weeks. Can I just say I'm really happy that you didn't argue the toss about the definition of a job. Thank you for that. Only once for two weeks and I thought I worked for a builder in Wimbledon called Kirk and Kirk and I had to take the rust off the, ca <laughs> the cages that they had the lifts on the outside of a building, <laughs> outside of a building site, you know, when they, when they put a cage, oh, a lift with a cage on it. And during those two weeks, I thought, I am never, <laughs> ever doing, this is not my life. <laughs> and they... And they said it's really good character building. You know, Richard and Guy are doing working at the yard. It's really good. Everyone loves them there. We it's all really it. good. And I thought, he comes I, home covered in paint. Seems very happy. Not doing this. He's got a bit my of mind, in his My cheeks. mind was like so far away from the task. So far away from the task. Fantasizing about what my life should be like. Mm. Have we done it? We're at fifty-seven minutes now. Amazingly. It's quite nice that it's all flowing. I thought. Did you think so? Yeah, I, I thought. I thought I was dreadful. No, no, you were good. It was funny. Honestly, I think we can get something good out of that. Yeah, you are in the hands of the maestro. If it's recorded. polishing a turd. Yes, let the turd... Yes, I'll get my kit out. My kit out, yeah, yeah. My rubber gloves. Yeah, it's been used by Johnson quite recently. Totally wrongly. Somebody once said that to me about you can't polish a turd, but you can. What did he say? Oh, yes, right. I've heard the second part. Why is that the second part? You can't polish a turd, but you can... Cover it in glitter, roll it in you glitter. You can roll it in glitter. glitter. <laughs> 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 that's Mabel's having a good Brexit. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's right. Brexit. It has to be totally new political leader.